Uh, turn with me to Mark chapter number 6, uh, Mark chapter number 5. And um, just, I just want to praise the Lord this morning. God has just worked in my heart. There's just so much going on in these days to be um, worried about and concerned about and just, you know, just... Um, um, just overwhelmed with the cares and things you care about. And uh, if we're not careful, uh, you can care to a point of sinfulness, right? You're supposed to cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. When you try to carry it all around and worry yourself sick, and um, that's not our place to be doing that, but we do it, don't we? So, um, with all of that said, turn to Mark chapter number 5, very familiar uh, portion of Scripture, and um, I pray this will help you this morning. Maybe if you're here and you're lost, I know it will help you. Uh, if you'll uh, listen to the Bible and hear the Bible, uh, you will get some help. But if you're saved, it ought to encourage you too uh, to think about these wonderful times. So Mark chapter number uh, 5 and verse number 25, we'll uh, take just a look at this woman. I, I'm not going to give you an outline or anything. I just want to preach a couple of these verses here and, um, and just praise God for this goodness. Uh, uh, verse number 25 of Mark chapter number 25. Uh, five, uh, verse 25 says, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And and so, you know, it's, it's strange the wording there in chapter verse number 26, that she suffered many things of many physicians. And I don't know about you, but when I was lost, I suffered a lot because of my own uh, sin and a lot of my own choosing. But there was a lot of people give me some pretty bad advice too. And it didn't cause nothing to get any better, but I just got worse. I don't know about you, I got a lot of opinions, a lot of things when you're seeking God and God shows you that your sinfulness, He shows you your sinfulness and shows you that you're lost and He, he, he brings the reality of judgment to come and, and eternity down to your level. Um, you start looking for answers. I don't know about you, but I asked about everybody I come in contact with, what can I do? What's going on with me? What's wrong with me? Anybody ever remember those days before you got saved? I couldn't even drive my car down the road just crying, thinking about what a mess I was and how I'd failed God and how sinful I was and how there's nothing I could do to make it any better. I felt stuck. I felt there was no way out. I, I tried everything. I tried going to church. I tried uh, making everything better. Everything that I was told to do. I mean, I got some of the craziest opinions uh, of people telling me, you know, don't do these two sins at once. Everybody's got a sin, just choose one of them. I mean, what great advice is that? And uh, I mean, I got some crazy opinions out there, Brother Ruckman, about how to reach God and how to get a hold of Jesus and how to get right with God. I, I had a whole lot of opinions out there. And, I, and some of them in good faith, they were trying to help and the best of their abilities tell you how to get right with God. And I appreciate the good intentions that people had, but a lot of bad uh, understanding, a lot of uh, lack of understanding of the scriptures uh, causes a lot of pain in the lives of people. And if we don't know what we're talking about, we'd better 
better be better off just keep our mouth shut about it and just leave somebody to Jesus because you're liable to compound the problem and make it a whole lot worse. And you try to uh, you try even with your best of intentions. And sometimes, well, a lot of the times, the best thing you can do is point somebody to Jesus and leave them with God. And if God's not big enough, if God's not able, it ain't going to get done anyway. And if you reason them in, somebody will reason them out. Just leave them with Jesus. Point them to Jesus and and trust them with Jesus. And I'm glad for the times that I got some good advice from some so-called doctors and they tried to help, but it just made the problem much worse, Brother Oliver. I just, I would try and try and try. Well, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. The fact was, there was nothing I could do. But everything I tried to do just made it worse. I, I tried to clean everything up and it just got worse. You try to uh, change one sin in your life and you know what? It'd just get worse and you'd be uh, 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 on some type of other sin. And every everything I turn to, vain is the help of man, is what the Bible said. And uh, so, uh, so I, I, I can identify with this lady that she didn't just suffer of her own problem. She had it also poor owner from the physicians. The physicians didn't only not help her, she was suffering a lot from the physicians. And there's a lot of physicians, spiritual physicians on TV and on Facebook these days trying to tell sin sick people how to get healed with Jesus. And they're compounding the problem. They're not helping nobody. <laughs> the only thing a man can do is repent and believe on Jesus. And if that won't work, you can't get a prayer cloth mailed to your home. You can't give enough money. You can't tithe enough, give enough to missions. You can't show up here faithfully enough. You can't love your wife enough. You can't be a good enough daddy. You can never earn with merit the favor of a holy God, but through the person of Jesus Christ, that's the only hope you and I have, friend, to be healed of the sin-sick blood sickness that this lady had. Her only hope was winning the next verse. Can we read the next verse together? I don't feel all that great, but I feel really good too. You know what I mean? And so we we see this poor lady. Uh, she had a problem that she had suffered with blood for 12 years. And I, I won't go into the, the, the these things any deeper. I just want to scratch the surface of it because a lot of times the surface is enough for me. Just, just something as simple as in when she heard of Jesus. Look at verse number 26. I don't know what kind of advice you've gotten and trying to get right with God and you've tried everything. You've tried to pray so many hours in a day. You've tried to read. You've tried to follow the law. You've tried to do all the rules. I'm telling you, I am watching people today try to live for Jesus and they're being knocked out left and right because they don't have no life in them. They've never met Jesus. They've never had virtue go out of heaven and touch them. They're trying to live a life at the behest of a bunch of physicians that probably don't know God anyhow and they're trying to do their way into heaven and if you don't rely fully on Jesus for your satisfaction and your righteousness you'll burn in hell. Sir, as I'm standing here preaching, your only hope is to lay hold of Jesus by faith and this lady was full of faith. He said it wasn't you touching me that healed you. It was your faith that healed you. You knew that if you could get to me and just touch the hill 
of my garment that you could be made whole. And that old lady made her way up there as sick and full of a mess as she was. And she just knew if I could just touch heaven, if I could just touch Jesus, I know Jesus can fix the problem. And I knew that in my soul that night God saved me. If I could just get to Jesus, but I thought Jesus didn't want me. I didn't think Jesus wanted nothing to do with me. I didn't think he'd want to help me after 25 years of sin and turning my back on God. And thank God in the heavens that there's still a Jesus that you can lay hold of in 2021. You can still touch Jesus today. Thank God for sinful men that can still get close to heaven and can still touch God through Jesus Christ. This woman made her little way up there and she got closer and closer to Jesus and she just knew what did verse 26 said. She just knew if she could touch him when she heard of Jesus that she could be healed. And I am telling you the only hope you've got not to split hell wide open is to touch Jesus. And I'm telling you don't stop there. You, This here lady, she touched him but thank God heaven came down and glory filled her soul. I'm telling you I didn't just touch Jesus. Jesus touched me and heaven came down and glory filled my soul. And when Jesus had detected that virtue had gone out of him. Listen, where do you think that virtue went? <laughs> Woo! Where do you think that virtue, where do you think the virtuous righteousness of Jesus went out that day? I'm telling you where it went. It went down into the soul of that young lady and dried up her issue of blood and she's never been the same since. That lady touched Jesus and when she got hold of Jesus, Jesus, the virtue of Christ, poured into her life. Woo! I feel like just running a lap. I'm telling you, when you lay, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. (laughs) When at the cross, brother, the Savior made me whole. Have you ever touched Jesus? I'm asking you this morning, I'm telling you, the judgment of God's on this country. People are dying and saying, well, I'm afraid of this COVID. You should be. You should be afraid of it if you're not saved, what I mean. Because if you die without Jesus, over to get killed out here on the road. There's a hell waiting on you that's weaving and wailing and gnashing a teeth and that'll be the end of it. The only hope you've got is to lay hold of Jesus. I know that's just simple and that's just about as simple as I can put it out there. There's just a poor little old lady. I can just see I identify myself with her having more issues. Brother being in more problems and I can shake a stick at. There's a Used to say Carter's got oat pills. And I tell you, if I, I just had enough faith to know. I, I just knew if somehow I could lay hold of him. I, I always kind of believed that, Brother Oliver. Well, the problem was the journey between me and him. I didn't, I didn't know how. I, I didn't know how to touch him. I didn't know how to get to him. I, I didn't know if I had to, if I had to uh, uh, forsake this and forsake that and give this up. Listen, friend, I'd give it all away that night. There was nothing that I kept. I'd have rather died than get up lost without God. There was nothing I was hanging on to. I just didn't know the way. I just knew if I could get to him. And aren't you glad it's not a difficult journey to find Jesus? He's where he's always been. 
whether our forerunner, even Jesus, has entered into the very presence of God in our behalf. And he's not just a phone call away. He's much quicker than that this morning. He's nothing more than simple Bible faith away from touching your life. Jesus isn't far enough that you can't get to him. I'm telling you, it's faith that will connect you with the Son of God. And virtue went out of him. And you know where it went, Chris? Virtue came into his life. Virtue entered that lady. Dried up her issue of blood. And I'm telling you, friend, she touched heaven, but heaven came down to her. Woo! Hallelujah, brother Ben. Heaven's filled my soul. I lay hold of Jesus. I just wanted saved. And he came and filled my life. Say, well... Brother, brother, I, brother, I don't even remember your name, Cyrus. I'm so excited about Jesus. I know I'm acting foolish this morning, but I, I'd just rather be a fool for Jesus. I just knew, I know this much too. I love you young people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gray-headed long before I ever should be. And uh, not because of you, because of me. And uh, I love y'all. I worry myself sick about these young people. I worry myself death about them. And, uh, but you know what helped me to read this verse, brother? I mean, I remember being saved and what God's done for me. I knew I could leave them with Jesus and trust him with them. Amen. I may not be able to change some of you. You may be on your way. You've got your face set towards the world. You're going down the far country. Just serves, I'm alive. But I know this much. I can trust Jesus with you. I can just go to Jesus. I can't touch you. There's no virtue going to go out of me and enter into your life that's ever going to help you. And so I'm really helpless against a lot of it, but I can pray and I can leave you with Jesus. And I'm telling you, you better get serious about this matter of salvation and you better figure out as as quick as you can by faith, you better lay hold of Jesus. You better get on your knees somewhere, get on an altar and cry out to him and place your faith on Jesus. Times are running out. You don't think God's coming. You don't think he's coming. Jesus is coming. This thing's winding down. Boy, I hope you're saved. Hallelujah for the night that I laid hold of him. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm telling you, I'm thankful just by Bible faith. I just bowed my unworthy head and said, God, be merciful. And God said, but I'm so glad too that that ain't the end of the story. I'm so glad God came inside of me that day. And I'm still a mess, but I'm a mess full of the virtue of God. As good as in heaven, sealed to the day of redemption, the perfect righteousness of God himself abodes in me. And one day I'm going to stand before him, perfect, justified, sanctified, and glorified. I'll never fail him again. I'll never mess up again. And I'm telling you, if you're an unsaved this morning, it's just a simple message from my heart to yours. If you could just by faith realize that if you can touch Jesus, he can fix every problem, dry up every issue. He can do, he can repair all the work and the damage that the physicians have done. Jesus is perfectly capable and able to dry up all your issues and fill those empty voids in your life with virtue and integrity and honor and glory. Hey, Jesus is enough, friend. I hope you're saved. 
So I'm telling you, you try everything in this world. I've tried most everything. And I'm happy now to say, woo! <laughs> I'm telling you, go ahead and try it. You don't want to believe me? Don't believe me. Go ahead and try it. But I'm telling you, you'll come to the same place I did. And you'll realize that there's nothing in this world to satisfy your soul apart from Jesus. And virtue... Ezra virtue went out of him. And it didn't just go out into the ether, into the eternities, into the timeless, spaceless span of eternity. That virtue entered that woman. <laughs> Woo! You know, what it, you know what it feels like. You know what they don't have no feelings, Cody, before I got saved. But I'm telling you, after I've been saved, I've had some feelings, buddy. <laughs> and I haven't felt it this morning. I'm feeling heaven, a little bit of that virtue this morning, Brother Ruckman. I want you to preach, but I'm feeling a little bit of that glory in my soul this morning. And uh, and this poor little lady, you know what happened to her? She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. <laughs> Brother Ben, I could preach a little while on that. <laughs> she felt in her body. You know what? You know what? God saved me. I didn't know much. Brother Gerald, I didn't know much. I still don't know much. In fact, the older and fatter I get, the less I think I know. But uh, now the fatter part's not necessary. That's my own doing. But the older part's part of it. But you know one thing I do know. I know God washed all my sins away in the blood of Jesus. And I know I don't look like it. And I know I don't seem like it. But deep down in the soul of this young man is the virtue of God that went in into me the night I laid hold of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something, young people. You're going to be miserable until the virtue of God comes into your life. Say, preacher, how's that going to happen? By faith, you're going to have to lay hold of Jesus. She fully believed that he could. You believe that? Well, if you believe that, let's wipe away all the confusion of the journey and how to touch him. Wipe all that out. Get that out of your mind. I'm going to tell you the most difficult part of salvation is turning on yourself. Not touching him. So if you're at the place you believe Jesus can heal it, you won't heal. You by faith lay hold of him. Brother Ruckman, that night I got saved. I believe God saved me before I ever got down. Now faith went on and I went ahead and by the mouth confession is made of salvation. I went ahead and called upon the name of the Lord. But with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the heart I bowed down. And before I said that pitiful little old prayer, my little old prayer done touched heaven and my faith done touched him and he done touched me long before I got it out of my mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, how am I going to do it? You just going to have to by faith trust Jesus. I don't know how else to tell you. Say, well, I've heard that all my life. And I've talked to people who've heard that all their life too. But just one day the light came on. And I don't know how else to just keep telling you the same thing I've been telling you since I started preaching here. Looking unto Jesus is what you're going to have to do. By faith, trust Jesus or it's just going to get worse. You think the issue of blood's a problem now? You ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to get worse and worse. There's only one remedy, friend. There's only one hope and that's to lay hold of Jesus. Keep looking to Jesus who bled and died according to these scriptures and was buried and by his own power took his life again for you. Just look to him. 
Hallelujah. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I'm about high step. I'm about to do the UT football high step here down that aisle. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. I know we don't seem like it. And I know practical progressive sanctification. I understand that. But you all, we've got to rejoice in this much. Positionally speaking, I've been made whole. There's nothing else lacking but this old body. And he's done crucified it because I'm crucified with Christ on the cross. And he said, reckon it dead because he done killed it. So this body's dead because of sin. And it's going to go down to the grave. And you come in naked, you're going out naked bringing nothing out that you brought nothing in. And it's going back to the dust. But that's not the end of the story. You've been made whole and God's going to clothe you one day in a body that will never grow old. Hallelujah. All because my faith. You touch Jesus. If you're lost, well, I want you to try to see just the simplicity of the gospel. Just you got to touch Jesus. I know it sounds, uh, it sounds, it sounds so difficult, and men want to make it harder than it has to be. A lot of times, we we think surely it's not that easy. Surely I I got to quit drinking and quit smoking and quit. Oh yeah, you'll quit it in here, but God will quit it out there. <laughs> Don't get the car before the horse. Let him get inside of you and he'll quit all that other stuff. And if you really want him to, he will. So let leave all that with him. What you've got to do is by faith believe Jesus. You believe him? You want to be whole? So preacher, I don't feel whole. Well, let's be careful with feelings. But my question to you is then, can you, do, do, do you know that Jesus has made you whole? Do you know that? So well, that's pretty shallow. Well, I know the way it is, but I can't think of nothing else more important to talk about this morning than people dying going to hell. And I, I, and the I, only thing I know to do, us at our saved, is we just need to rejoice our way through COVID and the rest of it. And we just need to thank God for what he's done if he kills every one of us. I'm not going to worry myself sick about it. I'm telling you, I'm just going, I'm just going to keep by faith looking unto him, just trying to obey him, do what he told me to do. And if he takes me out of here, he just takes me out of here. The, at, hey, you know what? I text my buddy and talk, you're a winner either way. Amen. You know what the psalm said? So we're going to stop. Let's, you, you know what I like about this part, Brother Huckman? You know how the Bible just puts this word. Look at verse 29 said, and straightway the fountain of her blood. <laughs> I know it don't feel this way, but that very moment that you believed on him, straightway. Straightway. Immediately. I know you don't feel like it. I know you don't feel saved all the time. I know you feel like you fail. I know how you feel. We've all felt that way. I want to reassure you, if you've laid hold of Jesus by faith straightway, he cleaned you up. And left nothing undone. So how, how can we not just praise him and thank him? I'm, some, I'm amazed we stay as still as we do about it, aren't you? The virtue went out of him. And straightway, Brother Easley, it just cleaned our whole life up. Like nothing ever happened. 
You believe that? Yes. I don't feel that way, but Brother Ben, I believe it. There's a record book that was full of nothing but sin. And today there's a name out there. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I've got a name up there. It may be a new name. I don't know. There's a lot of, we can talk about that, but I know this much. My name's recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. And when you look out beside that little old name that was just full of mess and cursings and bitterness and just anger and violence and just, oh man, the filthy, the long list of sins in my life that were listed out beside my name have all been blotted out and all the handwriting of ordinances that were against me, he's blotted them out, nailed them to his cross, taken them away and now today stands nothing but virtue and honor and righteousness of Christ all because of faith. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't feel that good. Well, I know you don't feel good. Just keep laying hold of Jesus till he takes you home. <laughs> He's done fixed all the problems. I heard Brother Caleb Lindsay preaching about a year or so ago, and he stirred my soul up, and I, it stuck with me for a while. He preached a message, God's done, done it. <laughs> I said, well, don't go writing that in your English paper. But that's exactly right. God's done, done it. If you're worried about all this stuff, listen, God's done, fixed it all. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. He's going to cause us to triumph. I'm telling you, he's done, fixed it all. (laughs) Oh, man. And now as a Christian, I go through my life. And about as deep as I get, if I can just touch Jesus, if I can just get hold of Jesus, <laughs> man, that'll get you home, friend. Just keep touching the Lord. Just keep going to the Lord, believing that he can. Hallelujah. And, well, I got so in Jesus immediately, knowing himself, virtue going out of him, turned about him in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said, Thou seest the multitude throng of thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Aren't you so glad? Can I, can I just say, I know we know this, and this is just so elementary, but I, I'm, enjoying the, I'm enjoying myself. Jesus didn't turn around and, who did that? <laughs> and I, you pray and you bow down. All of heaven stood still and heard you cry out. You know, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repents. You don't think heaven don't know when a sinner repents and believes Jesus. You think Jesus is wondering, I wonder who prayed that little old prayer. I wonder who it is that touched me by faith. He turned around with purpose in his heart to see the woman that laid hold of his garments. He knew just who touched him. And he turned to her and he said, woman, thy faith has made thee whole. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hosanna in the highest. I'm, I wish I had the let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God has been merciful to unlovable, ungodly sinners in the person of Jesus. And I pray that you have touched Jesus this morning. You need to be saved this morning. Touch him. And his disciples in turn said, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. <laughs> now, I know this is after the fact, but 
Isn't it good to be able to trust somebody with all the truth? There's only one person I know you can trust with all the truth. And I hope you can trust me and I'll do my best to, you know, not repeat things you ask me not to. And you better ask me not to because I'm liable to say something and I don't mean to. But if you ask me not to, I'll try my best not to do that. And, and uh, man, there's some people, Brother Rutman, in my life I can trust that they don't even talk to nobody, so I know they ain't telling nobody. That's the kind of people you can trust. They don't talk to anybody anyway. Or you're people like me that are going to forget when you walk away. No, but uh, COVID brain. But no, aren't you glad? I mean, hey, there's people I can tell things about myself. And you can tell stuff about yourself to me. And I've lived a life so that I promise you I'm not thinking less of you. But uh, I can't say it don't affect me and how, how I look at you. Because that's just our nature. But aren't you glad you can still tell Jesus all the truth? And you know, you know how much less he loves you after he saves you when you tell him all the truth? None. He loves you just as much as when he saved you. Boy, that's humbling to think of. Why would God... You know, when I was going to go back to... Brother Rugman, I was going to go back to 1 Samuel in chapter number 8. In chapter number 8, he tells Samuel, he said... They've not rejected you. They've rejected me. And, and asking for a king. And all the people, man, he, and you know what he still did in his mercy? He said, but nevertheless, here's what I want you to go to. I want you to go to the people. I want you to protest solemnly to them and explain to them what their king is going to do to them. He's still trying to talk them out of it. The mercy of God is still extended. I mean, they have rejected God. He's a, he's a witness to that. He says, you've rejected me. They knew they did. They sinned greatly. Prayed Samuel. Pray God doesn't kill us. Pray we don't die. We sinned greatly. Chapter number eight. Samuel does exactly what the Lord tells him. You know, they'd come to him and said, your sons aren't like you. So we want a king. They well, he goes and intercedes. And then God goes back to him and says, now I want you, here's what I want you to tell them. And I want you to protest solemnly. Don't let them do this. Thing. He's still sending them messages. Time and time again, God's dealt with you and sent a preacher yes. to tell you about Jesus. And you've rejected him Amen. time and time again. And the mercy of God still is yes. holding back the judgment on you. And God's allowed you to come in here one more time to hear about Jesus yes. because he loves you. He could have killed you a long time ago. And you know what he did? He goes and protests, tells them, and they said, still, we want a king. He goes back and says, God, here's what they've done. And so he goes ahead. And then chapter number nine, can we turn, can, can we look at this? Man, I shouldn't have done this, Brother Ruckman. I meant to preach as fast as I could. I, I just can't get over how good God is. Can you look at chapter nine? We just got through chapter 8. He's just pled with them. Please don't. He sent Samuel to plead with them. They reject him again. And he's telling them, this is what your king's going to do. He's going to take your sons. He's going to take your daughters. He's going to have you fighting his battles. He's going to do. He's going to. This is the way Saul's going to be. I believe he's talking about Saul. He knew what Saul was. Saul was a selfish man. God tried to warn them. And then he gave them what, he, what they wanted. But you know what he did? Look how he did it. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse number 15. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. 
For I have looked upon my people because their cry is coming to me. They just rejected him time and time again. And the the merciful hand of God was stretched out still. But I'm telling you that time's going to run out. The time will run out on you. God's hands extending the mercy. Their cries come unto my ear and I'm going to save my people. You mean the people that just rejected you? Yeah. Because you know what he goes on and says later on? The Lord will not forsake his people that he chose for his name. Friend, if you're not saved, if I could... This, please help you to see there's a God in the heavens right now full of mercy. And the Bible says this about him. He loves to show mercy. Brothers, I'm a living testament. Time and time again, God's dealt with my stubborn heart. And you know what? His hand is still stretched out in mercy towards me. Now, I can tell you this, the time's near than we believed and he's coming. And you better believe this. If you believe anything, you better, you better listen to this now. If Jesus comes today and you see 200 and something pounds floating up in the air, gone, you'll be sent strong delusion and believe a lie and be damned. You don't have all the time in the world to get right with God. You better get now is the day. Now is the time. Today is the day. God doesn't ever put anything off. If he, he always is saying now, today, call on him while he may be found, while he's near. Today's the day of salvation. Look and live. It's never tomorrow. It's never tonight. It's never when you get home. It's now. Look unto him. Now call on him. Well, Well, let's just uh, let's just let's just close it out here. Would that be all right, Brother Rugman? I I hate it because we we don't get to hear from Brother Ben. These men aren't going to be with us much, and y'all always got to hear me. But I just feel this in my heart. The time's running out. You have fooled around, played around with God. And I'm not amazed at it after what I know of now, but you ought to be amazed that God's still stretching out his hand, preaching another message to you to tell you about Jesus. And uh, so, verse 34, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith and made thee whole. Go in peace, and behold thy plague. Only way you're going to go in peace is to have Jesus. There'll be no peace in your life until you lay hold of him and he fills you. He touched me. Oh, oh, he did more than touch me. I just love that song. He come and filled my whole life. And so if you're you're not saved this morning, please, I want you to listen to the Holy Ghost. Just mind the Lord. But you need to, by faith, believe on Jesus. Repent and believe on him. Lord, we love you.
I don't even know where to stop. I just just uh, going to stop, Lord. So thank you for those here this morning. Thank you for us that are saved. I pray that you'd please help those, especially that are unsaved, this morning. That you'd help them to see the urgency that they'd quit putting it off, Lord, and quit delaying and quit all oh, trying to figure it out and. It's simple faith in Christ. Please help them to lay hold of you, Lord, this morning. Open the eyes of those that are blinded and and stop their ears. Help them to hear and see. And Lord, we'll praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand just a moment. If you need to come now, you come on. We want you to be saved now. So if you need to be saved, you come. You're in the right place. Brother Reed.